It's your favorite Nyanka, and this is Redefine Success, Episode 7. Guys, this is the last episode of the season. Like, I actually can't believe it, but at the same time, I'm so happy with the outcome of this season. All the guests have been terrific. They dropped gems when they came. Like, I actually learned something new every episode, and I just really wanted to end this season out with a bang. So I invited, actually, the voice of the intro to be a guest today. So it's my pleasure to announce that Jacita Chilton Walker is in the house. Introduce yourself, love. Hi, this is Jacita Chilton Walker, and I am the CEO of Align Your Mind International LLC. And I am so happy to be on the show. Um, the Align Your Mind International, um, our mission Align Your Mind is international. Um, We're dedicated to providing comprehensive training that will lead to the success of any organization. And I'm not sure if you know that a a lot of organizations are not um, training um, their individuals. So, you know, the workforce is um, a little different now. People don't stay on their jobs um, a long time. People job hunt and job hop. And a lot of it is due to lack of training, you know, and I always said, you know, when I uh, went to school and my undergrad is in organizational um, leadership. And one of the things that I learned was that, um, you know, your best resources are your human resources. So if you want to uh, retain those good uh, individuals to work, you must, um, you know, train them. You got to train them. If you want them to stay, you got to train them. You know, so I teach um, from the head CEOs on um, uh, how to be leaders instead of managers. You know, there's a difference between leading and managing. And uh, my, you know, where I come from is, you know, in order to be a leader, you need to be in the trenches. How are you going to tell me how to do something if you've never done it yourself? You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. How did you, how did your personal mission align like um kind of inspire you to create Align Your Mind International? Well, I think a lot I've I've worked in the industry for a while. I've worked, you know, several different organizations and you know, sometimes I feel that you know, companies 
are looking for bodies instead of, you know, people that is going to align to the mission and the values of the organization for which they work for. So, you know, I know when I was younger, I certainly didn't care whether I aligned to uh, the mission or the values of an organization. I was just looking for a job, you know, but mm. to try to change that narrative, you know, where you, um, the, the, the person has the, the goal of the organization in mind too, you know, the end goal. And a lot of times if you teach the individual that and really value them as, um, you know, an employee, you know, they, they'll, mm -hmm. they'll get, you know, they'll work towards the same mission that the organization is working towards. I think something that your brand, your company offers and just your brand as a whole is the perspective and the compassion that a lot of us millennials and even Gen Z are looking for. Um, even when you look at the statistics nowadays, like younger, younger professionals are looking for companies to really align with their personal values. And it's very rare now that you'll see that people will, will bend their values to work for companies. And now companies are actually starting to bend and like just shift and you know yeah. I guess just I would say just become more aware and just better as a whole um to attract millennials and you know gen z and I think your company offers you know that shift that we're looking for and just that more authentic willingness yes and aligning people up with their strengths I don't know if you've ever had a job where you know, you've gone to work and, you know, this company is telling you what they want you to do. And maybe that's not your strength. I know um, I can remember one time when uh, our company was downsizing. It was a hospital and they were really having trouble um, recruiting uh, physicians and things like that. So that meant that our organization as a whole, the clinic was going to change. And one of the things that they told me I was going to do was work at the front desk. It was more administrative work. And I knew that wasn't my strength. You know, every year I got a bonus because I was so good with working the clinicals and working with my patients in the back. You know, that was my strength. So to take me from an area where I was strong in and putting me in an area where I didn't feel as though that was where my strength was. Um, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth so much that I looked for another job, you know, and I'm, 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 I'm having that dialogue with my boss and, you know, I'm telling them I, that's not an area where as my strength, you know, and uh, it was pretty much take it or you got to go. So since so for you guys that don't know, um, Jacita has has been in the job, um, the jo the job market longer and has seen it shift um, more than anyone that I've interviewed so far. And I kind of wanted you just to explain like how you've seen the job market shift since you've been um, between different careers. Um, well, I work in the healthcare field, so uh, I'm coming from a healthcare um, background where I'm in the allied health field. And, um, you know, that's pretty much, it's pretty strong. And, you know, they need people in that healthcare field. And, you know, I, 
I do think that a lot of emphasis was put on, you know, the person, you know, and um, really just, you know, I don't know, um, what is it, the, uh, just a lot of different types of, um, you know, evaluations and things like that. I can come from that perspective because my undergrad is in HR. But, you know, I just feel like, you know, just evaluating and giving people that sense of accomplishment, that has changed. You know, um, in order to allow people to know that they're doing a good job, I believe that management must give them evaluations soon as they as soon as they can and not wait a whole year later you know to do an evaluation on a person and saying you know a year ago almost nine months ago this is what you did and you know we didn't like this people need immediate feedback especially in this day and age you know people um you know the generation now they they want what they want and they want it now so give me immediate feedback instead of okay you're going back six or nine months ago and you're giving me feedback from six or nine months ago when you didn't address me on that issue or that con concern that you had six or nine months ago. Tell me now, tell me how I might improve on, you know, being a better worker now, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's the shift. And I think, you know, some companies are, you know, really not putting stock and value in their human resources, you know? I think something else that you mentioned um, earlier that I kind of wanted to touch on more is just, it's just like in school, oftentimes teachers will teach their students like the same way, but their students learn differently. Some okay. learn some learn, um, I think the term is like auditory, like based yeah. off words, some, some learn visually, it's different. And I, and when you're in, when you're in any field, like you'll have managers that approach every worker the same. Right. For instance, I'm the, I'm, I can't be micromanaged. I hate being micromanaged. I'm not sure anyone does, but some people like having that person behind them. Some people like, like, you know, just that person, like holding their hand through things. And I'm not that person. I'm a person that I like to be told at mm -hmm. the start, I will ask you what needs to be done, da, 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 and then I'm good. Like, I can do it. I do not need you, like, behind my back. And I think that's, an, like, that, like you said earlier, like, that's an approach that needs to be taken, that everyone cannot be trained the same. Mm -hmm. I so agree. It's so funny that you said that because, you know, I come from the healthcare background. I am in allied health, and now I teach the allied health. And I just put something out on social media, um, letting people know that I am, I have a different style and approach to teaching, which I believe all uh, instructors or professors need to have. My teaching is not canned. Each of my students and each of my cohorts, when they come in, they are so different. The personalities are different. You know, I may be getting someone who is, you know, has a harder time with getting the concept. I can't leave that person behind and then, you know, have a group of 10 students and then I'm leaving one behind. So that is one of the things that I do 
uh, do I try to capture everybody's learning style, which I don't know if I have a group of 20 people. I don't know what your learning style is unless we do uh, a learning style assessment, you know, and sometimes that's not feasible in the classroom. So I do. I capture auditory, visual and kinetic learners. Uh, I work at a trade school, so most of the students that come in there they came in there because they want to do kinetic learning. They want hands-on. And I teach a lot of theory classes. Those are really hard, you know, to capture everybody's learning style. But I did it, and I do it, you know. So it's not, everything's not canned, you know. My, my teaching style is not in a can. And I, I say that because as a, as a leader, you know, and not a manager, you have to learn how everybody learns. And I'm getting this now because I'm in the um, in the teaching field, but it's teaching me how to manage people, you know, when I go into the management. So it kind of is a, it, it feeds on each other. It's a blend. I, I don't think that I would have been a good manager if I wasn't a good teacher. Hmm. I completely agree. I think some people, um, I'm sorry, a good leader. If I wasn't a good teacher, because teaching, I mean, leading and managing are totally different. They are. And I don't, I don't think people see the difference or I don't think people are aware of the difference. Mm -hmm. I think certain people think all because they're a manager that makes them a leader. Mm -hmm. And that's far from the truth. Um, and a lot of people that do have management roles often let the term management get to their head. And what they do is they truly just try to manage people. They do not try to teach them. They do not try to help them to see how to get from point A to B. They just want to manage you. They want to dictate you. Mm -hmm. And they're delegating responsibilities. And, you know, and you need to you need to know how these people, um, you know, how do they learn? How, how what? What can I do to make them, you know, better at their job? What can I do so that we can all come to the same um, agreement and, and the success of the company? That's the bottom line. I think um, one thing I did also want to mention, too, um, is since you have, you know, seen the job market shift, what has been your biggest struggle within the shift of the job market? I'm not sure what you're asking. So, you know, like now I feel like, first of all, I feel like resumes, like they're still very prevalent. That's a marketing tool for yourself. But the relevance that they had 10 years ago isn't the relevance it has today. Because oh. now you have LinkedIn. <laughs> yes. You have other sources, other outlets. Um, I know some people that I've spoken to that are like in their later 30s and they're just leaving their jobs and they're like, the job applications look different. Like there's just different questions on them. You know, you have the pronoun questions that wasn't there 10 years ago. There's just so many different um, elements when it comes to like the whole application process mm -hmm. um, and dealing with employers that is different from when it was like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, um, you know, 10 or 15 years ago you could do a paper application <laughs> now they have the tracking system you know where people are 
um, putting in resumes and, and people don't really understand this. And I tell my students, you have to tailor your resume to mm -hmm. look like what the employer wants. Like your one resume is not a, you know, one stop shop. You need to tailor that resume, you know, to fit what they want. They're looking, you know, they're looking for keywords. I remember now when I used to be able to fill out a paper application and I used to be able to give it to uh, um, somebody at the front desk or maybe you knew the manager, you would hand that paper to them. Now you're competing with hundreds of applicants. And they're not reading your application. I mean, they're not reading your resume. The, the tracking system is pulling out uh, re, um, resumes that meet the qualifications of what they're looking for. The rest of them, they're going out the door. Nobody's sitting and looking at these things. And it has to be, you know, you have to make this thing attractive to somebody to look at within the first couple of seconds. Uh, even if you even if it goes past the tracking system to get it into the person's hand that is going to interview you, you know, that's the hardest thing. And I do resume writing with my class. We have a professional development class and my students, some of them don't seem to get that. And, you know, me, I have about five or six maybe seven, eight resumes. I mean, it's not, it's a working document. I'm working in it all the time because I can only put on my last 10 years, um, ideally your last 10 years of work experience. But is that I've gotten more than 10 years of work experience, you know? So I have to tailor that resume to meet the needs of that organization. So that's one of the biggest things. You know, getting through that tracking system to get that resume in the hands of somebody who's going to hire you. It's it's almost frustrating because um, I remember when I started doing resumes and just realizing how the like the ATS system worked and everything. It was just and even, it comes it down to even to the point that you have to be strategic about it. Mm -hmm. um, and when I'm explaining it to certain people, when I'm explaining to them like what I'm doing with their resume, they're like their face, like their mouths just drop open because they, they had no idea. Mm -hmm. And they didn't really have an idea why they weren't getting called back. Like they thought like the employer had seen their resume and just reject them. It's like, no, the, the, um, the recruiter probably didn't even see your resume. It could have just been filtered out based on the fact that you didn't have a name or any keyword that was tailored to that job. Right. And, and even if you do have it, maybe in a description, if it's not constantly repeated on the resume yes. somewhere, then it can just get filtered out. Yes. But, and the cop uh, letter. You got to have a cover letter to go with that. You got to sell yourself. See, and a lot of people are so, they're so good with, I'm selling myself on social media. But when it comes to selling yourself for an employer so you can get paid, they don't do that. <laughs> and that is true. Um, my, my beliefs on the cover letter are a bit different. I personally do not like cover letters. I think they're very rigid. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really see a relevance in them, to be honest, because mm -hmm. I don't like I don't think they're authentic. Even if you try to make them authentic, they don't sound authentic. They don't. Like it's <laughs> it's just a very rigid structure. I think 
when employers ask you simply, why do you think you deserve this job and what makes you feel like, I feel like that's better. Okay. Like I, I can, I can tell you that I can tell you who I am. I can tell you why I deserve this. When you tell me to ask a cover letter of how something I did in high school or college, um, demonstrates the skill I have that works for your job. I don't know. I just think it's very rigid, but I do think that you kind of raised a valuable point where people do know how to sell themselves on like social media but actually a lot of people don't know that they're themselves are a personal brand and they actually don't know how to um sell themselves on social media and it's the crazy part is that the biggest shift is that employers now are looking at your social media account way more than they did 10 years ago they might have glanced at your facebook a couple years ago but now they're on your instagram they're on your facebook they may even look at your twitter because they want to see who they're working with do you align do the things that you you say on paper a lot um, are actually true and do they align with their company's mission it's like that and that's why I tell people like if you don't want employers to see your Instagram necessarily or something like that you know you should always have some kind of portfolio you should have an online portfolio whether it's a website that's named after you and shows certain works that you did um, Mm -hmm. events you may have hosted just anything that shows your personal brand and who you are you know Mm -hmm. what I mean you can send your the employers there um, attach to LinkedIn if that's what you have And just allow them to see that. You are so right. Um, 10, well, I wouldn't say 10. I'll say 20 years ago. I'm telling my age now, but about 20 years ago. (laughs) She said I'm telling my age now. I I didn't even know what a LinkedIn was. You know what I mean? I just know that when I was, you know, unemployed, um, there was some best practices and some strategies in order to get your your name out there. And I don't know that a lot of people even use the LinkedIn, but that is one of the best um, ways to market yourself and to get, um, what is it like? Not likes, but endorsements on Mm -hmm. your sets. Yeah. Look at that stuff. I don't think it's so much on um, Facebook or, you know, Instagram, but yeah, I mean, LinkedIn is just like awesome. You know, LinkedIn's super powerful. And even um, I think I seen an article. It wasn't even an article. Someone had posted on LinkedIn and they were talking about like how, you know what? They're like the job that I'm sitting in right now. I didn't get it because like I necessarily applied. They're like, I got it by just saying that I needed the job. And actually it wasn't LinkedIn. It was Instagram. Someone had posted on Instagram that they just graduated from college and this, that and the third and they needed a job. And I guess one of their um, one of their followers have passed it on someone else and they got, you know, they started the job process and got the job through Instagram. And it's like the power in social media, if you use it for good and if you use it to benefit you, whether it's LinkedIn, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, it's, it's a very powerful tool. And I think people just need to learn how to start using things for their benefits yes. to their benefit. Yes. And, you know, there may be um, some places out here that, you know, you can, I would love to start something where we start showing people, you know, the power of, you know, how this, um, these social media networks work either to the detriment of a person or to the benefit. And I would love to, you know, uh, point out the benefits of these, um, you know, these social media sites, especially, you know, that, you know, LinkedIn and, you know, and having someone, show us because a lot of times people don't know how to even navigate through some of these things or some of the, you know, you can pay for some of these services where you can get headhunters to 
to to scout you out. You know what I mean? But you know, all the free services have uh, they're limited. You know, and, and and somebody was telling me the other day, if you pay for like the premium services, you know, you can get more bang for your buck. You know. Sorry, I think that was a point well made. Um, I do think that this needs to be talked about. I honestly think, like, I know a lot of the times we talk about in high school how we weren't taught certain things. I do think that um, your senior year or your junior year, whether if your school offers career development courses or not, that they should start talking about the ways to use social media to your advantage, ways to market yourself, the fact that you you yourself are a brand. Yes. Um, and, and everybody you know, maybe- needs to... Go ahead. Everybody needs to be able to create their own. You know, I'm going to tell you a little bit about, you know, me going to school. Um, You know, one of the things that I knew, I've always been a person who wanted to better myself. I've always been a person who wanted to be different from the mainstream, you know, so in all the work that I've done, I wanted to, I didn't want to just be an ordinary person. I wanted to be somebody different, extraordinary, because I do know that, you know, organizations, if you don't stand out, you may be asked, you may not have a job, you know, so I've always tried to, you know, better, um, better myself and, you know, try to stand out among everybody else and just really um improving you know on my on myself you know so that i'm i'm not mixed in with the rest of the you know the crowd you know what i mean but standing out in the crowd so um i remember looking for you know work and you know being told that okay you don't have this experience or you don't have the education So I went back to school and I got the education. And then once I got the education, it was like, okay, you don't have the work experience. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So after years of being told you don't have that work experience, I designed my LLC because nobody's going to ever again tell me that I don't have that work experience. And, you know, one of the things that I was trying to get into, you know, when I got out of school was the HR portion of it, you know, and who better to manage, you know, a person than to manage their self. So that's why I've designed my LLC, not only because I wanted to, I seen the need out there, but I also wanted to, um, I also wanted to, you know, create a lane for me. I am my own boss. I am my own manager. So you can't tell me I don't have management experience now. I think that's, I think that there's a couple of things you mentioned that need to be addressed (laughs) um, more, but I did definitely want to touch on the last part that you pretty much opened your own door. You made a seat at the table for yourself. Yes. Um, And that's something that I really want people to just take away from my brand, the people, um, the guests that I come, that I have come on here is that everyone that has come on here has shared their story and has pretty much found a way to make a way for themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest thing. I remember some, I remember it was actually a doctor 
um, it was a couple of years ago and they pretty, and they told me the lady was like, look, she's like, you got to advocate for yourself. And mm-hmm. that had never, like literally since that day, she told me that that never left me. Mm-hmm. Even though she was talking for medical reasons, like I realized how much it applied to every other entity in my life mm-hmm. for jobs, for my personal, like you have to advocate for yourself and people are scared to advocate for themselves. Yes. They're scared to open doors because someone didn't give them the key. Mm-hmm. They're scared to make room for themselves at a table. Like, and it's like, you shouldn't be. And I, I, I really like that you addressed that. And I also like that you just um, addressed the irony in going to school because you need, you have lack of education and then coming out and then them saying you have a lack of experience. I think that's something that my demographic is suffering a lot from right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of wanted um, you to just talk about that more. Just certain ideals um, that society kind of placed on us and how you kind of figured out for yourself what was, I, w- I guess I would say true or not. Okay. Um, so I, I want to be nice. <laughs> um, sometimes people, places may be afraid that you know more and maybe you could replace them. That's what I want to say. You know, I, I, I like it like this. I say this, you know, I have my place and you have your place. I'm just trying to eat too. You know what I'm mm. saying? We don't have to eat at the table together, but there's enough out here for all of us to eat. And what is for me is for me. What is for you is for you. I'm not coming after anybody. I just want a place too. Okay. <laughs> I I do I do agree with that. I do think there's um room for everyone to win. And I do think fear definitely plays a reason. But you had mentioned earlier, how do you think we can get around the besides owning an LLC? How would you say? young professionals could get around the whole conundrum of you don't have enough experience or you don't have um, education. Like what, what, what would you, what advice would you give to a young professional? You know, what should they focus on more? Great that you said that because a lot of people don't want to hear this, but guess what? Volunteerism, that is a great way to um, get that experience, you know, show initiative. You know, if there's something that you don't know, ask. Ask mm. if you can be a part of an organization. You know, um, when I was hungry, you know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about figurative, you know, like hungry in my belly, but hungry to be more. You know, I would go around to organizations and I would ask them, listen, I want to I wanna learn what you know, you know, and just sell myself. I can come to their door every day. You know, if it's something with, say, human resources, show me what you know. I will volunteer two or three hours a day without pay, you know, so that I can know this. People want to know that you are, you know, that you are hungry to make, to be successful. So I always tell people, you know, volunteerism, you got to volunteer your time. That's how you're going to get a lot of stuff. And I tell people, 
too that um youtube oh my gosh that's the free school youtube is a free school you can learn a whole lot on youtube you know and you know get your money up i mean if you're needing money there is a lot of things that we can do out here you can learn how to do if you're crafty you got arts and crafts that you can do you know and and you're good at it you can go to youtube and you can figure out okay i can go to uh how to do hair how to braid maybe that's something that you like to do you know i'm an arts and crafts kind of girl i have all of these other things that i can do but i love art you know i'm getting ready to make um a reef and i'll show you the reef a little bit later but i'm getting ready to make this reef you know out of a head and you know i'm gonna look at selling it that's just one of the things that i do in my spare time that gives me it's an outlet for me you know but volunteering you know asking someone every one of us has different gifts and talents you know get with someone who has a similar gift or talent that that than you that you do get with them and learn from them i think I completely agree with everything you said. To be honest, like, I would give the same advice. Do it all. Like, yes. when I heard that I needed experience, like you said, I created my own businesses, my own organizations. Not only did I do that, I stack up on internships <laughs> because I don't want to leave college and here you don't have enough experience because what can you tell me? I don't have enough experience. I have, yes. like, seven internships on my resume plus job experience plus the fact that I have a business and I have an organization. What experience do I lack? And where I'm lacking, please tell me where I'm lacking. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times people tell you you don't have enough experience, but they won't tell, or they won't tell you areas you're lacking as well. But at the same time, like we already said, you have to take the initiative and ask. You know, ask questions. No, I don't like no. I don't. I really don't. And when you tell me no, and you give me a reason why, I'm going that much harder for it to be a yes. I don't like no. And then, and then also with the YouTube thing, like I always tell people whenever you have free time, I mean, yes, always, you know, relax, tend to yourself, but whenever you have free time, pick up something new, whether it's finding a new hobby or learning a new tool, do that because that looks so much better for you when you have like a bunch of skills, certificates than someone versus someone that doesn't. Mm -hmm. And uh, Oh, go ahead. You have so many resources online besides YouTube. There's courses online that are mm-hmm. cheap and affordable that you can add to your skill set. Mm-hmm. You know, but go ahead. What were you- I teach billing and coding. I am a I am an allied health instructor. I'm one of the only allied health instructors at that school that can teach all of it. And you know why? Because when you come to me. I don't want to be the person that says, I don't know how to do that. You know what I mean? Like I said, I, I stand out from the rest of the people in that school. Some people want to just do administrative. Some people are clinical. I said, you know what? I'm going to always get the bag. I'm going to always secure the bag. So I'm going to learn everything that I need to learn. And I always bring that to my students. So one of the things that we took out of our curriculum was billing and coding. Hmm. Okay. Our students need to know billing and coding, but they took it out. It's not 
so important because I learned it on the job, but to me, it's important. So when I teach the insurance part of the program, I put insurance and billing in there. And my students are like, but we don't have books and this and that. And I said, I'm going to show you how to get around it without using a book. That way, when you go to that employer and that employer is looking for the skill set of a medical biller and coder, you Mm -hmm. can say, I put my hand on that book and I know exactly how to do it. It's not in our curriculum, but when you get me, you get it all. See, we need more. We need more instructors and more mentors like you. Yeah. Because not everyone's willing. And some people are, oh, this is something I, I find a lot. Some people are very stingy with their information. Girl, I think, I'm not going to say our people, you know, but we, a lot of people are. It's a gift. A gift is meant to be given. If that, if this is my gift, if this is something that I, I got, I'm willing mm-hmm. to give it because if I can't, I, I have this thing where we call, we're bees. We're all busy bees. You know, some of us are not good bees. You know, some of us can be stinger or killer bees. You know, some of us can be, you know, worker bees. Some of us are wannabes. Some of us are useful bees, but even every bee has a purpose. And I'd rather be, you know, if somebody says, oh, you're too old, you know, you're a used to be. But guess what? I have a gift, you know, that I can give. I can give you honey. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather give that gift so that that gift doesn't die with me. You see what I'm saying? No, I, I completely agree with you. I think I think that's why, like, you guys don't know, but um, Seed and I are very great friends, actually. And we speak about this often, just about sharing knowledge and something that has really brought us together and something that we, we want to share with others is bringing our two generations together mm-hmm. and figuring out how it is that we can make <clears throat> the job market Um, and navigating through it easier and how we can help both of our demographics and how we can just find a way to be of service to each other because Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a divide between us um, Mm -hmm. especially with the way older people look at my generation Mm -hmm. Um, you know they say we're entitled and that we're lazy and a lot of this stuff and although some may be true I feel like a lot of the times we're just we're unheard Mm-hmm. and we we just have a different perspective on things and so with Sita as you guys can see like she kind of has like a refreshing perspective and she's willing to help um younger professionals and not everybody is willing to help younger professionals because of their skewed views and so I just wanted to say thank you and that I just appreciate you and everything that you've always shared with me and what you continue to share with um your students and I hope that we will be able to kind of bridge that gap between our two generations and just help influence others and I kind of wanted to just ask you like what are other what are like at least three ways that you feel both of our generations can kind of work together and help influence this change oh my gosh listen that's if I have anything to give just listen because everybody can learn something from each other even if 
it's not you don't have the same values listen i think that's what a lot of people are lacking is just listening to one another you know i have kids that are your age you know but sometimes they're not heard because i'm not listening to them i'm not you know um valuing you know what they value you know but listening to what they value um is totally understandable and you know just sitting at sitting at the table and having the conversations you know that we're having now you know with this talk you know i listen to you you know and um i would never say that you were unheard because i'm i i give you so many props you already know that like you are just you're a cut above the rest you know so i value you and you know what you're bringing to the table and sometimes this is what we look for especially my generation you know looks for is like the consistency i see the consistency i see the professionalism you know in you i was just talking to you about that earlier today you know and i see your commitment you remind me of a younger a younger version of me you know where you're just like you know i'm hungry for this and this is what i want and i'm gonna make my own lane you know and and i value i so value that and you know i see that in a lot of people you know a lot of the younger generation and like i said i i i see that and i want to be the coach i want to be able to coach people i know there people are bringing different um you know values and experiences to the table and you know just for me if it's not working for you how can we change that you know mm-hmm. what can we do to make your experience you know valuable what can we do to bring value to you you know and some people don't they're not coming they're coming lacking a lot of stuff you mm-hmm. know yeah they're coming lacking a lot and like you said earlier you know we all came with tools but if you don't show me how to use my tools, they're just there. That's it. You can give me a saw and you can it's just like a baby. Giving a baby a saw and they're hammering with that saw. Show me how to use that saw so that saw works for me. Thank you. That was such a word. I really hope that everybody that's listening right now just takes everything that Jacita is saying and just you absorb it and you apply it. Like she said, listening is key. And a a lot of things that people fail to do is they fail to be a sponge. You know, you have to be willing to be a sponge and figure out the way it applies to your life. That's how I've gotten this far. That's how Jacita has gotten this far. And that's how every other young professional that I've interviewed um, within the season has gotten this far. And like I said, like I couldn't be happy, happier, any happier for anyone that has come in on this show. Um, and just for any other young professional and just professional in general that I know in my life. Um, as we're coming to a close, I just want Jacita just to share any upcoming things for herself. I want you to also just, you know, share your social media handles so people know where to find you. And, you know, just leave us with something real quick. Well, I try to uh, be kind of on the low. I am um, working with my 
social media site. It's called Life of Sita. I haven't really jump started it. I mean, I jump started it, but you know, just I was telling Nye the other day, we always are today, we always look at things and, you know, I don't want to say that I'm a perfectionist, but we're always so hard on ourselves. And, you know, I said, I got to get this right. And I got to get that right. And, you know, I got to do this, that and the other. And, you know, a lot of what I never embraced before was failure. You know, mm. so that's another thing, you know, we could get on a topic of that. All, <laughs> you know? But, you know, make, you know, my thing is still in the back of my mind. Will people like this? You know, will they navigate towards this? Am I talking about the things that people want to hear? You know, so, you know, getting it right, you know, and I, I, I have this thing that just stops me from, you know, getting it all the way right. And you know, that kind of puts um, a barrier between me and go ahead and do it. You're going to fail. That's part of life. But fail forward. You're Because you're going to fail. Life is about failure. But what you can do is you can take what you failed at and make it better. That's not the end of your life. It's just the beginning of your career. It's the beginning of your success. So look for Life of Sita. It's capital L, capital Y, F-E of C-I-T-A. Um, look for that. And, um, you know, again, Align Your Mind, International LLC. You know, um, I am so grateful to be on this show. I'm so grateful and honored, you know, um, my dear friend Nay Nayanka, you know, for allowing me to come on here. And I never thought that I would be on a show like this, but I, you know, again, I'm just so proud of you. And you are an inspiration to so many young people and you're definitely needed in the world. Thank Do you. Do y'all see why I love her? Like, <laughs> even just like, even just the last like minute, like of you just speaking like truly warmed my heart and just motivated me I also wanted you to um emphasize was like where the life of Sita and align your mind just for um the people listening can those be found on both Facebook and Instagram or just one of the other um life of Sita is on um the, the Facebook page um I did not create I don't I'm not a very big person with um the social media outlet uh, Nyanka, you already know, you tried to get me on the Instagram and, and it's halfway, you know, sometimes it's like so much to absorb. It's like, oh my gosh, I got to answer this and I got to answer that. It will be on Instagram because you're going to help me get there. You know, I always say, you know, we learn from each other. You know, I, I, I come from an era where we didn't have social media and we didn't have cell phones. And I don't even know how I kept in contact with people without a cell phone <laughs> or instant, you know, social media. But it's very important now, you know, so you'll get me there. You're going to help nudge me there. I always say you can learn from everybody. You know, some of the stuff that you don't want to know, you just keep that and keep it moving. Just leave it down, you know, drop it. But then there's some things that you can take away. So there's a lot of things that you help me with, and I appreciate that. It's just the the older generation helping, you know, align with the newer generation. You know what I mean? We all got to be in formation, aligning it. <laughs>
PPP alignment and align your mind. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, Jacita, so much for coming on. And thank you guys so much for tuning in to the last episode of the season, episode seven of Redefine Success. If you don't already know where to find me, you can find me at Nyanka underscore Paul and at PP Alignment, both on Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook at both of those. Guys, I am so sad that this is really the last episode of the season, but we are coming back with season two bigger and better than ever so please just continue to like and share our podcast um, and just listen and just stay tuned for next season thank you guys so much for tuning in